Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joseph McGranahan, directly across from me. Fine business person, broadcaster for the better part of a half a century. Mayor of Shemokin Dam in charge of global tsunami events for Pima. We have an opportunity to talk once again to Jeff McCausland, a CBS News military analyst. And he's a Gulf War veteran. And an author wrote battle tested that Joe just keeps rereading and rereading. He can't stop. You just said he was a golf war veteran. I think you meant to say golf war veteran. It makes okay. it sound like Jeff's been playing golf with a war buddy. Okay. Uh, and uh, he's going to be attending the uh, groundbreaking ceremony for the Desert Shield and Desert Storm Memorial. He's a retired U.S. Army colonel, national security analyst. Does anybody look across the table and say to you, Papa, Jeff? <laughs> good morning, Jeff. Are well, you good there? Mor- hey, good morning, guys. And I, I don't play golf, so it was golf, that's for sure. There's no question about that. Thank it's you. It's a real pleasure to be with you. And, uh, yeah, I'll be heading down to Washington on Thursday morning for the groundbreaking ceremony there on the Capitol Mall for the Desert Shield Desert Storm Memorial, which will be positioned uh, not terribly far from the Vietnam Memorial. And I know the veterans uh, are all across the country are very excited about this particular event occurring. Jeff, what the, what does this memorial, what will it look like? Well, it's going to look like a kind of a, a big circle or a big hook, and I think it's supposed to depict the uh, big uh, the big left hook that we were we were part of uh, with the 7th U.S. Corps, which really crushed the Iraqi defense and rapidly brought the war to a conclusion. You may recall the Iraqis had invaded Kuwait, and they had pretty much fortified the border between Kuwait and Iraq. So early on, the planners determined that making a straight assault up the highway along the along the uh, the Gulf there uh, would be uh, would be very difficult, if not impossible. So the decision was made to move the Seventh U.S. Corps from Germany, that I was part of, down to Saudi Arabia, move out in the desert, and then make this big left hook uh, through Iraq and then into Kuwait, coming in from the uh, very western border of Kuwait, which is exactly what we did in about about 100 hours. And the construction of this particular memorial, I think, will epitomize that and also record the name of all those who were killed in action during that particular conflict. Now, it's not about numbers, but what are some of the numbers in terms of uh, U.S. men and women lost there, plus other contractors and other individuals? The total number of U.S. dead and wounded in Desert Shield Desert Storm was about 1,000 overall. Uh, A similar number of, of casualties for our allies, Saudis, it's interesting to keep in mind there were 39 countries involved. So we had uh, Saudi units, of course, Kuwaiti units. We had an Egyptian division. There was a Syrian division, strangely enough, that was fighting with us. Most of the NATO partners contributed. The French contributed forces, so the Brits. We even had a contingent from uh, Afghanistan. The Mujahideen, the Taliban, actually sent about 500 fighters over to uh, fight with us, uh, ironically enough, in trying to liberate Kuwait from the grasp of Saddam Hussein. On the Iraqi side, no one really has 
that I have seen any kind of an idea how many Iraqis were killed in this particular conflict. Uh, the numbers that I've seen in estimates range from a few thousand to well over a hundred thousand that were killed. Um, I would argue probably on the higher end simply because of the number of, that were killed not only in the fighting but in the bombing and also in a subsequent rebellion that occurred among Shiites in the south that Saddam Hussein, after, after the war was completed, uh, kind of brutally put down. Jeff, what will, the, what will the cost of this memorial be, and how is it being funded? Well, the cost of the memorial, as far as the great American taxpayer, is, is, is very little to nothing. The only cost so far the federal government has provided, which is pretty difficult for these kind of memorials, is the ground upon which the memorial will be built. Now, obviously, that's a very expensive property there on the mall. And furthermore, of course, the National Park Service will accept responsibility once it's transferred to them for the care and maintenance of the memorial once it's constructed. Uh, the donations have come from private citizens, from veterans, from corporate groups all across the United States. Uh, the government of Kuwait, who will be very present at this particular ceremony, obviously it was their country that was liberated, have donated millions of dollars to the construction of this memorial. What's kind of interesting to me and, and somewhat disturbing is actually the government of Saudi Arabia, which was key part of Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Desert Shield was implemented to protect the Saudis from invasion by the Iraqis. So far, at least, the Saudi government has not made any donations to the memorial, nor have they even bothered to uh, RSVP for having someone present at their groundbreaking. What what should I read into that? You know, I, I just kind of roll my eyes. We have this sort of love-hate with Saudi Arabia because of the oil. What What can we read into that today? Well, you know, I, I, that's a great question that I've been pondering for the last several days. You know, it's, and it's doubly curious because when we're staying there on the mall on Thursday morning, uh, where will President Joe Biden be? Well, President Joe Biden will be in Saudi Arabia uh, trying to reset relations between the United States and Saudi Arabia that have gotten strained over issues of human rights, over the issues of the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, the, the journalist that most people believe was ordered by Prince uh, Mohammed bin Salman, basically the ruler of Saudi Arabia, and the ongoing war with Yemen. <clears throat> so I don't know if this is an effort on the part of the Saudis to maintain their quote-unquote neutrality in current conditions, their, to show their peak at uh, some of the things leaders of the United States have said about Saudi Arabia or some of the estrangement that Mohammed bin Salman has suffered, if you will, in the aftermath of the murder of Khashoggi. But it does look to me like fairly short-sighted based on what the United States did for Saudi Arabia back then in the 1990s and the fact that the Saudi Arabians need the United States desperately in future, I would argue, if they're going to confront the growing threat posed by Iran. Well, what might that relationship look like a century from now? Let's say oil will be depleted or will have found other sources of fuels. Uh, Saudi Arabia will be living primarily on dead sheikh's money. So how how will our relationship be? Is that strategic location always going to be a driving factor in our relationship? You know, it's hard to say. I, I would say 100 years from now, it may diminish dramatically. I mean, clearly right now, not only is it a question of oil coming to the United States from the Gulf, which we don't get that much because we're a leading oil producer, but the fact that the Gulf still fuels the world economy more broadly, so the Japanese, Koreans, Europeans, etc., <clears throat> get a lot of oil from that region and are becoming more and more dependent on that particular region for oil and natural gas because of the ongoing war in Ukraine and the shutoff of exports from the Russian Federation. But as, as the world moves away from fossil fuels, the strategic importance of the region obviously is going to diminish. And I think this is a concern of Mohammed bin Salman, the new crown prince, as he has been trying to 
to redirect the Saudi economy and Saudi society, knowing full well that when that day comes when the, w- the world is no longer dependent on fossil fuel, unless they want to go back to raising goats, I'm not quite sure what else, at the moment at least, Saudi Arabia would contribute to the world economy. Well, of course, the crown prince is kind of persona non grata all over the world. Uh, how do you think that, that uh, you think that his uh, concern about the, the bad press he's gotten is one reason why the Saudis may not have contributed? Well, I think that's definitely the case. I mean, I think it's, he has feels it uh, personally affronted. I mean, Mr. Biden during the campaign referred to Saudi Arabia as a pariah, uh, and they have suffered grievously uh, in the, in the uh, international press and the international community over the murder of Khashoggi, the war in Yemen, which many people would argue has been indiscriminate and has caused Yemenis to suffer, civilians to suffer grievously. And even though it's hard to believe this, in some ways, uh, Yemen might still remain the, the greatest humanitarian disaster on the planet right now, even out, even being worse than uh, being in, in Ukraine. So for those two reasons, I think his image has suffered, uh, and that may have caused him to decide to sort of ignore this particular event, even though it has great meaning for Saudi Arabia as well as for the United States. Well, let's get back to the U.S. and to the uh, groundbreaking for the Desert Shield and Desert Storm Memorial that's coming up this week. Gulf War veteran, U.S. Army Colonel uh, Jeff McCausland, author and military analyst from CBS News on the line, and we're talking about that groundbreaking ceremony. If we don't have these memorials and we don't bring this up and talk about it, boy, I'll tell you what, in this nation, we forget. We, We might have the greatest nation in the world, but we've got to be the most ungrateful and or forgetful. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think this is an important one to remember. That though people say, well, casualties were light, that's very true. We deployed about 700,000 troops, and the expectations were far worse. I mean, frankly, you know, we were part of the lead attack force with my battalion into Iraq, and we were told that we might suffer as many as 80% casualties. So expectations were pretty dire when this began. And furthermore, I think it's important for people to reflect at a difficult moment in our country that this was a time back in 1990 and 91 where the whole country kind of came together, you know, and there was families supporting soldiers, supporting bases. There was just this outpouring of support. When I got back, you know, the country was decked out uh, in yellow ribbons. Uh, The entire world came together. U.N. Security Council voted to condemn uh, Iraq and authorize the use of military force. The Soviet Union was on our side. And as I suggested, a coalition of 39 countries came together to uh, defeat this aggression. And again, it's ironic because what were we doing? Well, we were pushing a country which had, for totally unjustified reasons, had occupied its neighbor in a brutal fashion, which is the same thing in many ways we're trying to do in the Ukraine now some 30 years later. Jeff, for the program uh, tomorrow, or Thursday rather, how many, uh, who are who are some of the guest speakers that you have coming for this? Well, I know that the ambassador from Saudi Arabia will be, or ambassador from Kuwait, I'm sorry, the ambassador from Kuwait will be there. Several of the leading officers who commanded during the you know, de- during Desert Storm will, who are still around will be there. The Secretary of Defense has been uh, invited. Uh, I'm sure whether he will, in fact, attend. The leaders of a particular foundation are going to give some remarks. The architect is going to give some remarks. So there will be a number of luminaries speaking during the particular ceremony, which is supposed to last about a half an hour. And for all veterans who are around, obviously it's open to any of them to attend uh, beginning at 10 o'clock on Thursday morning on the mall. 
How much can we uh, draw a parallel between what's happening in Ukraine uh, versus Russia uh, compared to what happened then, where this global coalition of dozens of countries worked together to oust one despot that took over a, a, a much smaller country? Yeah, I think we can draw a lot of parallels. Um, clearly, what, the, what countries are saying is we wish to live in an international system that is governed by certain norms and certain respect for international law. We don't want to live in an international system which is basically organized around brute force in which the strong do whatever they want to and the weak try to try to protect themselves as best they can. And that's why 39 countries came together in 1990 to evict Iraq from Kuwait, and that's why we have 30 or 40 more countries or more coming together to try to evict Russia from Ukraine. Now, Russia has a great power, obviously, is perhaps a greater or more difficult proposition, and unfortunately, we haven't seen the unity of effort in the United Nations that we saw back in 1990. This will be a topic, I think, as well, Mr. Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia, <clears throat> trying to make sure they can convince the states in the Middle East to, as they can, support particular um, efforts to isolate Russia, not only politically, but isolate Russia economically as a further demonstration of the world community coming against this unlawful aggression that Moscow has perpetrated on the people of Ukraine. All right. Well, thank you so much for the observations and analysis. Anything you would like to add that we didn't ask you? I know you've given us a lot of thought and research and uh, remembrance associated with this uh, ceremony and the memorial. Well, I would just like to say two things. One, a big shout-out to any Desert Storm, Desert Shield veteran that's out there. Hopefully, even if you can't be at the ceremony, you can stand a little taller on Thursday knowing that your country is remembering the sacrifices that you made during a very, very difficult time in a very difficult place, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, and Kuwait, as well as to the families who also sacrificed uh, as their loved ones deployed. And then furthermore, I think every American hopefully would take a moment to reflect on the fact, despite many aspects of polarization that people talk about so much of late, that we can come together, and we can come together as united people, and we can do remarkable things when we come together as united people. We've done that in past during uh, the, the Gulf War. We did it during 9-11. We've done it since in moments of great disaster, and I still think that's the essence of the American people. Amen. Boy, well said. Thank you so yeah. much. Jeff, I won't see you this Thursday, but I'll see you next Thursday at the State Mayor's Conference. That's right. You'll be there, correct? I'll be there. Yeah, I'll look forward Excellent. to meeting you. He'll bring more of your books <laughs> for signing. So I will. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks for all your time and and the impetus to do this interview and the and the clear sailing from CBS. We much appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great day. You too. That's uh, Jeff McCausland, CBS News military analyst, author of Battle Tested, uh, one of uh, Joe's favorites. Oh, it's a great book. Everybody should read it. War oriented and leadership books. Uh, yeah, it should be a great uh, read for anybody involved in leading anything. He's an or educator. Buffs. Dickinson College, national security consultants. Got a company that he teamed up with some other vets to talk about national security. He's a retired U.S. Army colonel, and he'll be in Washington. Washington, D.C. Thursday for the groundbreaking ceremony for the Desert Shield and Desert Storm Memorial. Uh, now is the time, is the theme for the kickoff of the efforts. They already have their memorial design. The nation's already allocated the space. It's, of course, that uh, uh, right you know, on the National Mall area. So it's the primest real estate in the globe, as far as I'm concerned. And you can get more information 
NDSWM, National Desert Storm War Memorial, NDSWM.org has the information, and uh, you'll find out about how they're going to pay tribute to the thousands of uh, men and women who lost their lives and sacrificed and continue to suffer in many cases uh, from the Gulf War. So we'll talk about that uh, on Thursday. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK. Got one caller waiting. We had another one uh, ready, so we'll hit the phone lines and we invite you to call us now 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Fired up by now. Good Golf. morning, Eric. You're on the mark. Gulf War hadn't started when Eric got put on hold. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I don't mind waiting. It was a, a great story. Uh, appreciate uh, that we're recognizing our vets. Uh, should, we should. Um, this was the war closest probably to my generation. Uh, graduated from high school in 80, so, um, and knew several of my, you know, fellow folks here who, who fought in that war. Um, so we also got to realize that during that war, not only men, but women gave their life for our country. Uh, they fought that war in a foreign land to maintain people's rights. So I find it very fascinating now that, that we're trying to, you know, infringe upon those rights. Uh, I want to talk about uh, yesterday, we talked about the uh, story from President Biden about the 10-year-old who who became pregnant and then had to go to, uh, from Ohio, had to go to Indiana for an abortion. And now they're finding trouble trying to, you know, uh, certify that story was true. Now, here's the facts. That story was broken by a newspaper, the Indianapolis Star, in Indiana. Okay, so so he was quoting what uh, another newspaper had said. He didn't fabricate that. He's quoting what uh, another newspaper said. But here are the facts, whether there truly was a 10-year-old or not who had to do this. The facts are, and you can look it up on, uh, I, w- I went to a website called Life Science. And 10-year-olds, and in fact, 9-year-olds and younger can and do get pregnant. And when these girls get pregnant, if they are forced to take the pregnancy to, to full term, the majority of them die. That is the facts. The mom or the child? The child, both. Both, because it is impossible for a ten-year-old, the best of ten-year-olds, to birth a child, and we don't want to get into the anatomy and, and so forth. This, but look it up. There it is. So, our Republican candidate for governor, Mastriano, said there's absolutely no exceptions for if God or whoever decides that a, a girl becomes pregnant, then the baby trumps everything. And now we're talking about freedoms and rights, and so we're going to. Uh, you know, condemn these girls to death. Is that what we're going to do? As, as happened, we become a third world country. 
where you know, and I'm not even getting. I'm not going to get a point that the fact that a ten year old has to be raped because there's no way they can, or 12, eleven, or twelve, or thirteen, or fourteen, or fifteen. You know, and where as you get older, of course, the incidence goes higher and higher. Um, so we're talking about a young person <laughs> ruin them anatomically for the rest of their lives, ruin their life, and probably you know, good chance of ruining their their psyche. Uh, but that's that's okay. Uh, and even though the baby will die, that's okay. God decided that uh, this person's pregnant, then God God wills it. And I don't believe that. And again, I'm I'm a a believing Christian, and I still believe that we have to have some common sense for the women and girls in our country. And women will make their decisions, but little girls, no 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 rights of their own. People, no rights of their own, little girls. And you're going to say, and you can look them in the face and look me in the face, you, you, and, and you call yourself Christian, you look a little girl in the face and say, I'm sorry, little girl, God said you become pregnant, so you have to have that baby. And, and you call yourself Christian? And you call yourself a, 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 a country of freedom? All right. you, sorry, you're, again, you're, ta- you're taking the extreme. I mean, the, the birth rate for girls aged 10 to 14 in the United States, and this is the last figures available, apparently were 1991, so I don't know where you're getting your numbers, at 1.4 births per every 1,000 girls. It doesn't say they all die. The 10-year-olds we're talking about, we're talking about a 10-year-old. People are going to say, well, well, I made that up. That's that's why I'm using that, Joe, because it was said yesterday on the show. Well, it's a tragedy. Well, you're missing my point. It's a tragedy, but it's not not the norm. And you're making it sound like this this whole law was designed specifically to go after 10-year-old girls who happen to get pregnant. So Doug Mastriano would would have something to bar. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm willing to listen to another point of view. Correct me if I'm wrong. But hasn't Mr. Mastriano gone on record in saying no exceptions for abortion? I I, am I wrong on that? I honestly haven't heard that. Yeah, I haven't heard the life of the mother mixed in there. I know no, no exceptions for And the President of the United rate. States, just to make your argument mute, moot, the President of the United States has now said that federal law will take part over uh, state law with respect to women who are uh, in danger from themselves, themselves by giving birth. Now, if a 10-year-old doesn't live through birth, I suspect they would be one who would be qualified to uh, act under the President's directive. And where would you find states to do it when they know they could be gone after? The federal government is the federal government is trumping the states on that issue, and they have threatened to prosecute anybody who comes after a woman who is, uh, you know, whose health is endangered by giving birth. Now that's the president. It was just yesterday. It's been on all the news yesterday and today. And we and we know that's going to stand the next president, right? Well, we don't know, but we have the president there right now. So Doug Mastriano is not running for... And girls won't be getting pregnant after... Doug Mastriano, your whole point was Doug Mastriano. He's not running for president. The president of the United States has decreed this. He is running for the governor of Pennsylvania, which directly affects the the women of, of my state where I was born and raised, unlike some other candidates. Right, but the example you're using... And he has stated, he has stated... That the concept of my body, you know, my body, myself, you know, trumping all is a woman doesn't have a right to her body is what he's been saying, you know. 
Well, I, I, I mean, think when it comes to that's, that's a quote. when it comes to birth control, I think you're right. But when it comes to ten year olds or people who are in, uh, directly medically impacted negatively by the pregnancy, then you're not right. The president has said that the federal law will supersede state law. All right, Eric. But the governor, Republican governor candidate said no abortions, and that's what I'm talking about. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you for the call. Yes, yeah, Senator Mastriano says no exceptions at all whatsoever, even if the mother's life is in danger. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury WKOK News Time it is 9 a.m. And up today at silversingles.com slash love. That's silversingles.com slash love. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is right directly here. across right me. Here. Joe McGranahan, just a good conservative, but he is a natural-born listener, and he tries to be reasonable in all of his responses. Nah. And, okay. <laughs> and somewhat dismissive at the same time. What so. the heck? <laughs> all right. Lynn Holes, our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. I'm Mark Lawrence. I terribly play a terrible liberal, so I'm, I'm not doing it well, and the one that I'm portraying is, is, isn't a good one anyway. But uh, that's the balance that we have here today, and you're stuck with it. And I'm on vacation next week. Steve Kushaloff will be here instead of me and Ben Reikley on Friday. So uh, you'll have to put up with, uh, with uh, <laughs> what is it, the whiny... Uh, what do they call uh, uh, what condescending, uh, condescending know-it-all? Condescending know-it-all, right? <laughs> yes, the next week. The Everybody's condesc- favorite woke condescending know-it-all. Right, he's back next and week. Steve is none of those things. Right. Well, he may be woke, but he's not I condescending. Know. I think Lance probably regrets having said that. It's been given such lengthy life. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Uh, we have some callers standing by, so I'm going to go to the phones, but I do have to do news headlines, so we're going to do these callers, then the headlines, okay? Unless you forget like you did yesterday. All right. <laughs> Mike, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Thanks for waiting. Hello, Mike. Are you there, Mike? You got the phone pot up? Okay. Mike, are you there? Mike. Must have... Must have lost Here, Mike. Mike. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put you back on hold, and we'll let. Uh, oh, I hung up on you. I'm put you back on hold. Let uh, <laughs> Lynn talk to you. Ken, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay, sir. you Good. go you're first, on, sir. Thank you mark. so much for calling in. Oh yes, hey gentlemen, thank you for taking my call. Um, I must tell you that it is absolutely amazing. I was totally unaware, because I've got a 15-year-old daughter, that they're all dying because they're getting pregnant. That is absolutely amazing to me. I guess I'll have to check into that. Now, by the way, I also do not have a degree, and I don't purport to have one. Didn't you graduate from, from Bucknell? University. Um, and, you know, so... But I do, however, did get a job with the government and uh, also get a pension on a regular basis. So I thought that would be really fun. Come on, it was satire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 
So, oh, and by the way, I do have a 15-year-old daughter, and she would never get an abortion, ever. All right. He wanted somebody to put it down? Never. Ever. 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 Yeah, that's what Mastriano says. Absolutely positive. No abortions at all whatsoever, and anybody associated... Well, I don't give two craps about him. It doesn't really matter. He'll end up just being a politician like anyone else. It's just a personal belief, and it's okay. You know what? Because that's what I believe. And my daughter, first of all, um, his, the gentleman's comments earlier, um, really, the girls make their own decisions. You guys are a little older, I think, right? Well, I'm, I'm a lot older. Like a He's a little up older. In age. <laughs> Yeah, we're Probably a little older. I'm 60-something. He's 70-something. Uh, yeah. Um, these girls don't always... Um, it's not always rape. They sort of... It's different. You just got to be a parent that makes sure they don't do those things. Not rape. Yeah, second person in two days to say parenting is a, a huge factor in this discussion. Well, it should be. Well, I think parenting is a massive factor. I, I have four children. Oh, uh, by the way, they're all actually somewhat normal for the most part, if you can consider kids normal at any time. But, um, yeah, it, there's no manual associated with it. Um, they show up one day, and they're one person. <laughs> they show up another day, they're another person. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's that's, the nature of the beast. That's the way some folks are. All right, Ken, anything else? Uh, no, I just don't. And I, I wanted, and I will say my name, because he said, I, he said, make sure someone would actually say it. My name is Kenneth Shedleski, and my daughter is 15 years old. Her name is Addison, and she will never have an abortion and I have four well sorry three division one athletes so I did pretty well yeah I say you did undefending stupidity if you ask me but what do I what do I know right you overcame well you had the Lewisburg schools so you had a good foundation but of course you had to build on it so alright thank you so much sir thanks for calling in thanks much appreciated in. take care alright now we're going to hit the head oh no, we're going to do Mike 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 had waited, Mike was but waited. was muted. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. I just want to say, I had uh, several athletes in my family that were very good, but I married an athletic woman. That's how that happened. Aha, uh-huh. good for you. Okay. <laughs> but, the, no, hey, three three Division One athletes in one family, that's a big deal. Hey, uh, previously I had made a statement on the uh, air about how Germany pays seven times as much for the electricity as we do here in the United States, and I was confronted about that. So, you know, a couple of the, couple arguments. They said, "Well, who cares about Germany?" And that I must be rich if I'm not worried about what the electric price is here. And that, that's not true. The, the the context of that statement should have been that Germany started their attack on hydrocarbons well before the United States, and they were further down the road. So that when their energy security was threatened by you know lack of natural gas from Russia their prices just went up dramatically. And, and the same thing could happen here if we were further down the road and, you know, closing our coal plants and our uh, oil and gas plants. But anyway, that, that was just to, to clarify 
a statement that I made that didn't have the proper context previously. Now, as far as the children are concerned, you know, we that that is one of the Democrat narratives we always hear, with the protect the children, protect the children. Well, last year we had 100,000 children, you know, they were somebody's children along the way, die of drug overdoses, okay? And much of that drugs are coming in via our southern border, okay? We're not doing enough to control what's coming across our border. And as a result, we are having a dramatic increase. I mean, this is going up just a few years ago, it was about 70,000, and here now it's over 100,000. And we don't have the data for what it looks like this year, or I don't anyway. And I don't hear people really voicing up and saying, hey, why aren't we doing something to keep those drugs from coming into this country? And then we hear that people say, well, it's a choice. They make that choice to take drugs, okay? So I, I, I don't get it. It seems to me that Democrats only want to use the children when it's to their advantage. And the last thing I'm going to say about that is there was a Supreme Court ruling that people aren't talking so much about, but it was the one where the gentleman was a football coach, and he went to the middle of the field after every game and, and you know, pray, did silent prayer to, to you know, hope that people would be safe from the game and not get hurt. And he was fired from his job. Well, it turns out there's a, a company or a, a 501C, I guess you'd call it. It's called the Freedom from Found, uh, the Foundation for Protection from Religion, or Freedom from Religion. Yeah, Freedom from and Religion. On their web, yeah, and on their website they have a little button, and if you if you notice somebody uh, praying on the football field, Joe just pushed school, it. You pushed push it. the button. <laughs> yep. And, when they, and, they, and they send the lawyers after you. Okay. So those people are, you know, the, the left cares about those children they don't want any uh influence of religion on these ch- on those children but you know why isn't there a button about the uh the, the people coming across the border with drugs and the smuggling on, on their page if they care about children well and people also point out that there's an they think there's an irony among conservatives too saying that well, they want to make sure that every child gets born but then after the child's born they don't want any welfare programs so they don't want any aids to families on the margin or additional funding for uh, food stamps or things like this so i don't think it's just the democrats that have the irony in their policies i think it's sort of everybody who's had their brain sucked out in washington well there's no well here's the thing we we know that this inflation that we're having right now has been caused by more money chasing fewer goods. Now, the Democrats would say, well, it's all supply chain. But the reality (laughs) is people were getting lots of money for not working. In fact, people, a lot of people were not working, and they were making more money from their unemployment and the government extra subsidies, like the $600 a week here in Pennsylvania, than they were working. And we weren't spending it. People weren't going out to eat, and, and people weren't really buying much unless it was on Amazon or Walmart. And they had all that money, and once things broke loose, more but money chasing fewer goods, and Mike, prices went up. That was yes. a bipartisan disgrace in Washington that they approved all this funding. It wasn't just Democrats. They may have argued for it, but Republicans voted for it, and so did your congressman on uh, three of the four occasions where this ridiculous borrowing of money from our great-grandchildren took place. Well, let's talk about that. In the beginning... Briefly, we're almost done. No one knew where it was going, (laughs) and people 
thought they were doing the right things. But then, towards the end of the pandemic, when it was obvious, when the football stadiums were filled and they were still passing out money, then some people said, hey, enough is enough. We need to get focused on the economy and not and, and keep from printing all this money. And then at that time, that was the Republicans that wanted people to die from lack of food, if you recall. Okay, So I'm not saying... there. You know, there's enough tar and feathers to tar and feather both parties. There you go. The All right, we'll have to is stop one, you there. <laughs> one, one party here wants to have a strong economy, and I think the other one wants a strong dependency culture for the votes. All right, well, right? that's... I mean, that's my position. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's uh, that that might be true. We'll talk about it another day. Mike, thank you so much nice for calling night. in two times today. You could even call a third Sorry, for an additional day. minute. All right, Cindy was also on hold when we uh, launched into our Jeff McCausland interview, so we're going to talk to Cindy, take the break, do the headlines, and go back to the phone. Cindy, you're on the mark. Thank you, Mark, for putting me on. I appreciate that. And good morning, everyone. So the other day, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Mrs. Biden was giving a speech down in Texas (laughs) to a group of civil rights folks, and she compared Hispanics to breakfast tacos. Yes, she did. (laughs) And this kind of flabbergasted me, but then I got to thinking, you know? And so I thought about you, Mark and Joe, and I think you're like waffles with lots of nooks and crannies. (laughs) Some of the callers on the show put me in the mind of scrambled eggs while others make me think of burnt toast and blackened bacon. <laughs> what about me? I'm oatmeal. <laughs> Solid, simple, wholesome, gets the job done. And you started out a little flaky. <laughs> no, that's only that's if she's true. eating cereal. I'll give you that, Mark. Very well done. <laughs> Thank you. I just, what, what irks me most, first of all, I can't. I'm amazed that someone wrote a speech and put that in there in this time of wokeness. I'm just floored. What irritates me about it the most is I'm paying that person's salary. I mean, they they have professional speech writers who write these speeches. This person wrote this speech, and no one, no one said, wait a minute, we shouldn't be comparing people to breakfast food. Certainly. Or maybe we should. Or Hispanic food. about it. Hmm? Or Hispanic foods in particular. Well, I I just, I thought, wow, now that's not bigoted, is it? (laughs) And where's the press in their unholy outrage over this thing, you know? Mrs. Trump had done it. My gosh, it would have, you know, eclipsed earthquakes and tornadoes on the news. But... Not so much, Mrs. Biden. Well, you remember Quietly Miss, dismissed. You remember when uh, Mrs. Trump had the jacket that said, uh, I, think, oh. I think I don't care on the back? Something, right. something like that. <laughs> the press had a meltdown. I know, I know. <laughs> they ate that woman for lunch every single day. The shoes she wore, the speeches she gave, everything she did. Un, unholy outrage came up. And yet here is just flagrant bigotry and glossed over, not even mentioned. Well, she also alluded to them as being distinct as the bodegas of the Bronx. So she's comparing them to tacos and to grocery stores in Manhattan. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to imagine you couldn't have thought of better analogies, you know? Maybe they need a book of analogies there. Just Wow. Wow, it's just so bigoted. But anyway, I'm glad you laughed when I called your walk because, you know, just trying to work on some interesting thing. Although I really do believe some of our neighbors, good neighbors, 
really do put me in mind of burnt toast and blackened bacon every time they come on the air. But oh, okay. Well, that's a... That's <laughs> they really do. <laughs> Joe and I are, are capable of rolling our eyes Well, we have a number of too. people who've condemned us to the fires of hell, so I guess that burnt bacon and fr- dark toast would be appropriate there. <laughs> Wouldn't our time be better spent reflecting on how we can improve ourselves instead of how we think other people should improve themselves? Because... If we put our attention to how we can improve ourselves, we actually have the power to do that. We can actually change what we do, what we say, consider more seriously what we say, treat people elect the way go- we would like to be treated. Elect good leaders. Well, <laughs> I've given up on that, Mark. They, they have to years. run first. Well, and you know why they don't? Because the people who want to continue in control will eat them alive. And you know, for my sake, I wouldn't. I would stand that if I had the passion to do this. I would put up with it. But they go past that now, and they go after the children and the spouses, the extended family, and that's just not appropriate. That is not appropriate to be attacking. Look at what they did to uh, Baron, an eighth grader, an eighth grader, and they were attacking him. Hmm. And it's just—it's just an outrage. Right. The, yep. the behavior. We got you, Cindy. No Thank argument. you so much for checking in. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks. All right. I told a lie. Ken only gets 60 seconds, so he can go on before the break, and then we'll hit the button. Go ahead, Ken. You got 60 seconds. Oh, You're waffling. Okay, thank you. Um, I was trying to call back to comment on the gentleman that mentioned about the guy that got fired, whatever, for praying. Oh, the football coach, yep. Yeah, um, I will have you know that um, uh, my son led a prayer, and we're not really very religious, but he, uh, every single football game, they all followed him to the end zone. Talked about what was going to happen coming up. Okay. Well, it's voluntary, and uh, your son is not the coach. I think those were slight differences. But the court said that's protected speech regardless, so he's in good stead. Well, now think about this. you got 60 kids following someone to the end zone, and now people want to say that's illegal? No, I think they used to say it's illegal, and now they're on thin ground if they say it's illegal. All right, Ken, we got to hit the road, but thank you so much for calling back. Yeah, good point. Uh, thank you. All of this is tied together. Quickie break, news headlines, and then open phones. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. The aforementioned news headlines in one split second. Let me tell you, on the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open now, 1-800-795-9565. We started out the day talking to Jeff McCausland about the Desert Storm Memorial. That's going to be uh, groundbroken. They already have the design, that left hook sweeping, landscaping, uh, raised landscaping design. That uh, you'll, uh, There'll actually be a time that visitors will be completely surrounded by the memorial on all sides. So when you walk into it, you'll have that sanctuary there for individuals to enjoy some remembrances there. So we talked about that, plus Russia's invasion today and the uh, fact that the country came together after the Gulf War. The yellow ribbons were everywhere, he said. And uh, so are, we are capable of walking in unison. We just just don't enjoy it now. So we talked about that. Uh, we've talked about the abortion uh, dilemma in the U.S. and now the big debate. That's now we're going to talk about the news headlines. Right. What right. are on, the news headlines? On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open right now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com, and you can do us as a couple of folks have done, and that's text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Mount Carmel Township, Northumberland County, last night, a fire damaged a outside mound of flammable materials at SOS Metals on Route 54. Thirteen fire companies called to the blaze, most of whom were involved in a tanker shuttle. Blaze reported around 11 a.m. No injuries reported there at that business. <clears throat> An unidentified Union County man lost his life in a crash on I-80 in Carbon County. Troopers from Fern Ridge say a 34-year-old from New Columbia was one of the three people killed in that crash on I-80. No names being disclosed. There was an emotional debate in the State House and Senate on a proposal to amend the state constitution to say it does not guarantee the right to an abortion or a taxpayer-funded abortion. Our correspondent Mark Sims has that story. If the proposal is approved by both the House and Senate next session, it would then be put to the voters, possibly as early as May 2023. Senate Majority Leader Kim Ward says this proposal would not ban abortion. All it does is say that the legislature and the governor, as opposed to the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, will determine the law's on abortion in our commonwealth. But Senator Steve Santacero disagrees. This proposed amendment sets up a new constitutional order in Pennsylvania that will enable this General Assembly to outlaw abortion. The proposed abortion amendment was one of five proposed constitutional amendments included in the legislation approved by the Senate on a 28 to 22 vote and by the House on a vote of 107 to 92. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Governor Tom Wolf has signed House Bill 2157 and that focuses on placing stricter regulations on fireworks after 2017 misguided law greatly liberalized their use so that the state could get some more tax money from it. That was during a time of low revenue. Pennsylvania drivers will soon be legally bound to clear their car of all snow and ice before hitting the roads. The governor signed that bill as well. It's named after
after somebody who died from a piece of flying ice from a vehicle. The Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium will no longer be called Heinz Field. Joe, you got to play catch-up on this one because this has been talked about for a day or so. Pittsburgh Steelers fans will no longer call it Heinz Field. They're going to call the place Acrisure Stadium, <laughs> if I'm saying it right. Ac- Ac- no Acre- one's sure. going to call it that. They're going to call it the Steelers Acre- Stadium. Sure. Right, yeah. Um, mean Joe Green probably would not love the name Acrisure. But anyway, Heinz passed on renewing the naming rights that they've held for 21 years. By the way, Acrisure oh, is an insurance company from Michigan. Sounded like a water company to me. All right. And finally, uh, Nashville hot dog spot, Daddy's Dogs, is offering customers a free milkshake if men customers get a vasectomy. What? The incentive is <laughs> a called... A milkshake if you get a vasectomy. Right. It's at Daddy's Dogs. It's, it's snip for a shake is what they're calling the promotion. <laughs> it's inspired, of course, by the U.S. Supreme Court decision over Roe v. Wade. Basically, have your doctor send over proof that you've had a vasectomy, and then you can get a shake to go with your wiener at uh, Daddy's Dogs. Are you, are you okay, buddy? But they sell. Did you ad lib that, or is that in the story? No, it's not in the copy. Uh, the owner, Sean Big Daddy Porter, got his snip several years ago. He says because he didn't want kids. He tells us there've been quite a few guys that have taken advantage of the deal. Really, just right. for a milkshake? Well, see, it doesn't say that you have to get the vasectomy in order to get the milkshake t- today. Just if you've had one, right? If you've ever had one, and of course a doctor. Would but your doc, I could see doc. Would you send over a note to the Big Daddy's hot dog stand that I've had a vasectomy? so I can get a free milkshake. All right. With that... I would think the doctor had something better to do with his time, or her time. We'll go back to the phones. Marianne is patiently waiting while we yuck it up. Uh, Marianne, thank you for your patience. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'm Joseph's remarks concerning the Catholic Church, uh, referring to it as the Great Whore of Babylon, as he's done several times on your program. I'm Catholic, and I deeply resent those remarks. They're very insulting. Uh, They're full of hatred and prejudice, and they show Joseph to be likewise. All religions, unfortunately, have done terrible things in the name of God, and that includes Christianity, Judaism, Islam, and all the others. Uh, but Joseph's remarks are narrow-minded, unchristlike, and unchristian in the extreme. Uh, thank God he does not speak for all Christians. I have several very good Protestant friends who respect the Catholic Church, by the way. They don't feel as he does at all. And I refer to people like Joseph as the lunatic fringe. He needs to apologize for his comments which are nothing less than hate-mongering intolerance. But, of course, he will not because he always thinks he's right. Um, And the Catholic Church is very familiar with Revelation, and nowhere in Revelation does it denote the Catholic Church or any other church as the great whore of Babylon. That's all in Joseph's twisted mind. And I know your program is an open forum and an opinion program, but I feel that no one should be allowed to spew such hatred and venom over the air, as Joseph does. Um, that's my opinion of him and of his comments. Thank you for letting me speak and uh, without interrupting me. Oh, sure. And you love yeah. Joseph like a brother, too, I might add. <laughs> Perhaps not. <laughs> no well, I don't like what, I don't hate anyone. I, I hate what right. he says. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Marianne. Thanks for calling in. Very much appreciated. He's not too fond of the the Masons either, Marianne. Or gays or anybody who's different from him and anybody who doesn't think the way he does. Right. We did a trans... But I don't think he should be allowed to say those things on the air. I really don't. Well, we did a trans... He's entitled to his opinion, but I don't think... You know, he's giving people a forum for hatred, and I don't think that's right. All right. Well, he, in his defense, he will tell you he doesn't hate the sinner. He hates the sin. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, he sure sounds hateful to me. Sure I think you're on to something. All right. Thank you so much, okay. Marianne. Thanks for calling. I really, really All appreciate right. it. Okay. Uh, on that note, I'll tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. I love these vehicles. Do you? <laughs> that we're talking about Sunbury Motors, sunburymotors.com, the place to check them out. We're going to talk about the Hyundai Accent, which you can buy. There is one on the lot. Well, at least one. I saw the one. You can see it from 4th Street. It's a Hyundai Accent. Of course, it's, uh, it's probably what you and I would call an economy car. It's it's not a bare-bones transportation, but it certainly is smaller than some vehicles, has a smaller engine. Of course, price tag, they start out at $16,000 for a vehicle, so it's very reliable, gets a great road test score from Consumer Reports. You can get up to 33 miles to the gallon in it, and uh, it's, uh, you know, you can't spend more than $20,000 on a Hyundai Accent. 1.6 liter four-cylinder engine. My mower has a bigger motor than this thing, but I'll tell you what, see, Zero to 60 in 12 seconds. All right, so that's normal for and some... And your mower cuts grass. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, you can drag the mower behind it, I guess. Anyway, 1.6-liter four-cylinder engine has 33 miles to the gallon overall in our test, which means you're going to hit 40 when you're on the highway. And uh, it does go up to 80 miles an hour, so lots of folks might wonder that. And it's not going to turn into a race car. You're not going to see young people turning into one of those sliders going around the corners. But uh, I'll tell you what, it's a fabulous way to save a lot of money when you buy a vehicle, Sunbury Motor Company is the right place to go. The Hyundai Accent, just a fabulous choice if uh, value and saving money is your uh, if your need. There is an upgraded version called the Elantra, and we'll talk about that tomorrow on WDKOK. WDKOK News Time. <clears throat> It is. Let's see, 937. We're going to take a quickie break, and uh, we will come back. We've got some texts and email. We've got a caller standing by. Join the fray, 1-800-795-9565. Don't know what Steve means there. Everybody takes 20. He might as well take one. We don't get 20 weeks off. Steve, <laughs> I don't even what, get 20 what are you days talking off. about, buddy? Well, I probably do get 20 <laughs> days if you add them all up. All right, some texts. Yeah, people coming to the USA and going through customs are definitely bringing drugs. The drugs are not getting here that way from a Democrat. Oh, yeah, they're not coming through the customs. No. They come across the border illegally, illegally. in other ways. And then uh, Ken knows nothing. I'm glad I'm not his daughter. All right. He's probably glad you're not his daughter, too. (laughs) Eric, abortion is murder. Since when has anyone had a right to commit murder? And the federal government has no constitutional authority over abortion, but that's never stopped the left, has it? And then Eric sure is an extremist. The left originally said abortion should be safe, legal, and rare, but not now. And interesting that your guest avoided mentioning the Osama and the Biden administration. Osama? Obsama, I assume he either, either means Osama Obama or Osama bin Laden. Probably Obama. And the Biden administration's policy to arm Iraq with nuclear weapon capability. Oh, right. dear. There we go. <laughs> that would be a mistake. All right. Dick's been patiently waiting. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. There Hello? you go. Yep. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. I don't know what that was. There was some kind of a glitch. I think it was on your part of the phone, but irrespective of that. I just wanted to comment on yesterday's show. You know, you have this... Uh, 
Uh-oh, Uh-oh. here we go. What? Well, he's gone. The phone line's oh. gone. There we go. Go ahead, sir. Are you there? Yep, no. sorry about that. Some sort of a glitch okay. at our end. So I'll make this quick because I've already have been blip blips a couple of times. Uh, yesterday on your show, and I know your position is nobody reads scripture. Right. But they don't, but they, but they're, they're more than welcome to quote scripture. You had like five callers in a row. So I go to church. In fact, I just went to our church today and did the board out front. I do it every week. I go to church. And so yesterday I felt like I was in church for 35 minutes. Everybody was either quoting scripture, not reading it, talking about the Bible, talking about Jesus, talking about this and that. And that's all they talked about from right after, from Van to Joseph to Joe to uh, Dan. That's all you heard for 35 minutes. And I just, I just think that's a little over the top sometimes, and I understand they can say what they want. It's a it's a call-in show, but it's not supposedly a Bible discussion show. Good, Dick. Yes, that's my point. Everybody has complained about yesterday's show, so you're in good stead. Well, I'm, I'm only calling to complain, and I'm going to make one other comment. And I and I know Ken, and I know he's a nice guy, and I, lo- I know his, I know his sons, I know his kids are good athletes. My only point was when his daughter is not living at home and isn't 15, they don't stay 15 forever, and she's out of the house. Maybe she's 22, 23. Is he going to control the fact that she can or cannot get an abortion? I guess that's my point. No, and he said she'll never get an abortion. Never. And my only point is that never is a long time. That's true, yeah. and you don't know the circumstances that might someone might find but, themselves and, and in. And I understand she's, gonna, she's raised that way, and a lot of kids are raised that way, but there's a lot of kids who are raised that way that ended up getting pregnant and got abortions. Everybody that got abortions, I mean, some of them it just happens. I understand that. Let, can, can we go back to your religious comment for a minute? Our policy is, uh, you're right, nobody's going to come on and start reading the Bible. No, everybody knows the policy. Well, it, it, but from one standpoint, though, if, if the topic of religion comes up in the discussion of the program legitimately, and in, in this case it did, it surfaced legitimately with a response Mark made to a caller. You know, we don't cut it off, but you're, you're right, it's not supposed to be uh, where our caller earlier this morning made a good point. We shouldn't be about insulting other people's religions. I mean, if you believe that God's talking to you and telling you you're right and everybody else is wrong, that's fine. You're entitled to that opinion. But when you start coming on the air and telling other people that they're going to be cast into a lake of fire because they don't believe what you believe, that's when I think we've crossed the line royally. Well, I just, I just think yesterday, I'm just saying yesterday, for, for four or five call, straight callers until, until Chris called in, that's all, that, that's all the discussion was about. Yep. And I, I understand it's a call, and I, you know, I, I have an off switch on my head. I could have turned, I could have turned it off. But, then, <laughs> but, but there's there, always but I was hope. I just waiting for it to end anyhow on its own. <laughs> you look, and, and I go to church every Sunday. I don't necessarily have to hear church on your show. And I'm going to tell you, I've told you this before, I, a, a minister said to me one time, a fundamentalist minister, I used to go to his church, and he said to me one day, Dick, he said, Dick, he said, do you, how, you, how are you with God? And I said, I, I, I'm, I'm okay, Reverend, I think so, but I'm going to tell you a little story about that. I said, when I die, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to go, but I, I'm going to know a lot of people on a first name basis. <laughs> and, I, and I just told him that because I thought he would be somewhat amused. He didn't, he didn't come back at me with anything. I just... And it's probably true. All right. Thank everybody you, sir. Everybody hopes they're going to heaven. Are they? I don't know. No, I think we don't. I doubt that everybody's going to heaven. If there was a bus leaving for there tomorrow, we'd probably all hop on it. <laughs> yeah. But some but anyhow, of those... that's, that's just my comment on your show yesterday. And, and, and sure, they can call in and, and complain that I don't. I just, I just think yesterday's show was it, it lost something when people are not reading scripture, but they're quoting scripture. 
All right. and that's what the, that's what they were doing. A bunch of them were quoting passages from Scripture. All right, we got you. Thank you well, so we much. Did, we did Stick. permit that as long as they didn't right. read it. So thank you. I understand that. Thank you, sir. Sorry Thanks about for that. calling Thanks a lot. in. Have a good day. I appreciate that. One of our listeners says it was so bad yesterday. You got exactly what you deserved on Monday's show. If I scored the show on zero to ten, it would have been a zero. I actually lost IQ points just from listening Monday. I suggest a name change to the show to Mark. Hour of power. On the other hand, you could grow a spine and start to envoy, uh, enforce your non-religious doctrine standard. You started a year ago. There are several Christian religious radio stations around here. These callers could contact them to pontificate their beliefs. Please suggest they call those stations instead. Well, we have made that suggestion, and we're told that, that this is where you can reach the people who need to be converted most. Need, need to be reached. Oh, brother. All right. All righty. Bob, standing by in Northumberland, Pennsylvania. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. I, yesterday I heard the word, uh, the finding that the big man has surfaced again. I understand Mr. Biden has taken our oil reserve and given some to China. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, very nice of him. Very generous oil of reserve, him. Yeah, of all things. And uh, another thing is I, I heard that, that Germany is going back from their solar and, and windmills and whatever because it's not cost-effective, and, and they're firing up their coal their coal furnaces and whatever to go back to the way it used to be. So maybe we should get out of this mess uh, if we can. <clears throat> but anyway, that's what I wanted to call about, because I why is he doing giving our stuff away? I mean, we have all these illegals here we're going to feed, and I don't know I don't know if we're going to get you and I or whatever going to notice this uh, surf, uh, food shortage that's going to happen. But we've got all these people coming to this country that... If they did what they did to baby formula, they're going to get the food before our mm-hmm. citizens that have lived here for years are going to be allowed to have it. Well, that's a concern. It is concerned, but he's not doing anything about it. And has he appointed anybody that has done anything positive? <laughs> Name me one. What, President Biden, anything he's done positive? Yes, what, the people that he has appointed. No, well, I can't think of anybody who's excelling at their job. Well, you can say, you know, he's, they're carrying out his policies. He's kind of a milk toast, middle-of-the-road, uh, slow-to-react leader, and they're carrying out his policies to a T. <laughs> so, well, you know, he's, I don't he's know. He's probably so slow that he's, he's celebrated the 4th of July on the 5th. Yeah. That's how slow he is. <laughs> That's when he fell off the bicycle, right? Yeah, well, he got his foot stuck in those things, and I had one. I tried that too. You can do that. Yeah, the toe clips. I've done that at yep. intersections. It's easy Thanks, to do. Guys. Very easy. Yeah, well, thank you. Him wearing that that uh, helmet that he wears when he rides mm-hmm. his bicycle reminds me of who was that famous presidential candidate who looked so absurd wearing one of those military heads head. Oh, in the tank. In the tank. Yeah. Uh, well, who was that? I forget uh, who that was. Uh, he was a left-wing politician, <laughs> right? He was running for president, running against Reagan, or post Reagan, maybe. Right. Yeah, I think George Bush. Okay. Right. Oh yes, that's, that's right. Okay. Can't All think right. of his name anymore. One of our listeners says, "I went in on this too." Yesterday's show sucked. <laughs> says Tom. <laughs> Thank you for being so articulate about it. Anyway, Tom is a man of few words. All right, and another one. This is uh, current. Go ahead. Says your caller Ken should never say the word never. I guess it's okay if his daughter gets pregnant with an 
ectopic, ectopic present pregnancy. If the fetus ectopic? is ectopic, yes, pregnancy. If the fetus is left to grow and not aborted, it will rupture the mother and will probably die. If she is married, that would be between her doctor and husband. He needs to be educated. I'm sure his daughter is not happy having her name mentioned on the radio. Yeah, amen. I'm certain of that too. Uh, Stan, last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Good morning. Uh, uh, <laughs> where to start? Uh, so uh, <laughs> we got your first caller. Maybe not your first caller today. You know, it says that women are losing rights because they can't get abortion on demand. You know, that, I find that hard to believe when this person is also constantly saying that the American citizens that want to own the firearms that they want to own can that can happen to them. You know, so they're he wants to take away rights from one, but wants to give to others. Now, the Second Amendment is in the Constitution. The right to abortion is nowhere to be found in it. I don't care what he says. It's not there. But the right to keep and bear arms is right there in plain black and white English. So, okay. you know, so this, this, this stuff about, you know, women are losing rights. No. The, the, the laws go back to the states where it belongs as the Constitution is written. And until these people figure this out, they'll continue to be angry. Now, if they don't like what's happening in their states, then it's up to them to change what's going on in their states. You know, not to rely on big daddy federal government, because it's not their purview, and it's not their authority to do that. And Biden doing what he's doing is, as usual, violating the Constitution. He has no authority to write executive orders saying that women can get abortions on federal land. just isn't there. So he will be sued. What comes out of those suits is hard to tell. But, you know, that, that that's, you know, that's all I can say about it. That's, you know, that's the way the Constitution is written. Well, now, when they, they want to change the Constitution, there's an, uh, uh, an amendment process. Then they can amend it that they want abortion on demand in the Constitution as whatever the next amendment would be. And if they can get that through the three-quarters of the states and, the, you know, the House and the Senate and get it out there, well, then that's the way it'll be. But I'm sorry, we cannot legalize murder. That's the way it is. Well, did you hear that someone is now... I checked, murder's illegal. Did you hear now that someone is proposing a floating abortion clinic in the Gulf of Mexico that would allow women who are in states that have banned abortions to come there? Maybe we could do that with assault weapons. We could have a floating assault weapon asylum in the middle of the uh, Gulf of Mexico, and anybody who wants to shoot could go out there. Wouldn't work. Sorry. Second Amendment is written in black and white. (laughs) The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And as far as the You forgot the the well-regulated militia part. The 18-year-old to 45-year-old is a member of the militia. Okay? The Militia Act of 1792 was written down. And they were to keep the arms of the day. The arms of the day are the AR. Similar arms. Because we can't have... Well, we can if you can afford it. You can purchase an M16. It is legal by the way. It just takes a lot more money than most people have or want to put out. You but it to, can be done. And your law and enforcement... Government, doesn't your what? local law enforcement have to sign off on it? I don't think they do anymore. They, that's the way it used to be, but I'm uh, not sure okay. it is that way, because they did change some of those laws. Because suppressors are the same way. You can own suppressors if you want. It's just they're expensive. And, and the tax stamp, the tax... The, you pay a tax stamp. You know, that's... Everybody says we well, need a permit to purchase a machine gun or 
or uh, a suppressor. No, you're paying a tax. That's what that paperwork is. <laughs> you get a, a tax fee. stamp. The big stamp says two hundred dollars. You carry that with you. That is means that you have the authority to use that. Whatever it is, suppressor or machine gun. Yeah, and a lot of guys you know, are using government. You and see a lot of suppressors now. From Cornell Law School, this information that reinforces your point. The militia of the United States consists of all able-bodied males at least 17 years of age and, except as provided in Section 313 of Title 32, under 45 years of age who are or who have made a declaration of intention to become citizens of the United States and a female citizens of the United States. United States, who are members of the National Guard. So apparently women who are not members of the National Guard are not considered to be part of the militia, but everybody else is. Right, and the National Guard and militia are two separate things. You know, the, the state, the, the National Guard is under the authority of the state until the government, federal, federal government federalizes them for a war. But the, the question Otherwise, becomes then... under the purview of the governor. The fact that we're all members of the militia doesn't necessarily mean that we're all members of a well-regulated militia, which is also what the Constitution well, says. The regulated part is that means that they have a regular list of items that each person is supposed to have. At the time, it was a musket, certain amount of cartridges, and the equipment to hold that and to maintain that. That was what the regulations were. That's the regular part. Mm-hmm. Okay? The government set that down. All right. All right, All right. we got you, Stan. Now, they changed yeah. things a little bit, but it's still 18 to 45. Okay. And the AR-15 is the closest thing to a regular military weapon you're going to get. And I have my musket. Okay. <laughs> I use it every well, musket, February. You know, and, and that's, that's what irritates me the most. Well, the founders didn't uh, foresee... You know, the AR-15. Well, they also didn't foresee the Internet, the telephone, the television, the computer, did they? Or the automobile. here we are. Or the telephone. Or maybe you said that. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Dan. All right. Have a good one. Much much appreciated. All right. Taking a quickie break. Got callers standing by. We'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. But you have to include the keyword OTM first. Then you get 150 characters. Don't go over. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. He can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We're done? Nope, nope, nope. I pushed the wrong button. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Uh, Tom, you get uh, 50 seconds. Al, you get 50 seconds. And Eric gets 15 seconds. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, Good morning, guys. Uh, You know, the the decision to have an abortion or not certainly has to lie with what the circumstances are of the woman uh, and and the age, her doctor. I understand that. I mean, 
if, if, if we were to judge everybody by their own decision, we'd be, you know, burning uh, pacifist homes and, and conscientious objectors. You can't do that. We just have to pray that science and, and, and medical technology comes through to, to solve that, that issue for women, and then hopefully life goes on with both the child and the woman. Uh, yesterday on Fox, again, I hate to say this about uh, the, the unethical doctor who made up the story of the 10-year-old. There's no proof of that. Uh, it just charges, uh, you know, fuel to the fire for what is a very difficult situation uh, for us to, 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 to wrestle with. All right. We're done with that. we got to move Thanks. on. Thank yeah, you so much, tomorrow though. if you need more time. Yeah, Thank please you. do call tomorrow. Al, you're on the mark. You get, uh, well, you only get 42 seconds now. Actually, it's Eric you have here, and I oh. will call in tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay, okay. thanks, buddy. All there. right, there we go, Al. Now you get 20 Ameri- seconds. American Constitution. You have the right to freedom of speech, so that way we know who you are. And don't forget, men and women died for that right of our American Constitution. All right. Fair enough. Well, we're doing bookends here with words about references to veterans and serving. Thank you, Al. Thanks for the uh, putting up with the debacle. He said more in 15 seconds than I've said all hour. Thank you, Joe, for coming in. See this is WKOK Sunbury.